Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Day two in the jungle could have been better than yesterday as I ended the show with Kevin Durant requesting a trade. And now we open up the show and Shams is at it again, beating everybody to it. All-star Zach Levine has agreed to a five-year $215 million player option for the Chicago Bulls, and here we go again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the jungle and welcome to the chaos of NBA free agency. We have never seen anything like this before, ever, ever in NBA history. And imagine if LeBron was coming due, but maybe you don't have to come due now. Kevin Durant wasn't coming due. He's got four years left on his deal, and he's looking to bolt from Brooklyn. So now the players have been entitled more than ever, and the NBA has the most entitled players in the history of professional sports. No debate. Any player under contract can get out of his contract if he doesn't like a teammate or the situation he's in, and that will change sports history forever. It was never like this. And I know we're not going to go back to the 50s and 60s and the great Jim Brown walking out because he was filming a movie, The Dirty Dozen, and didn't like the contract. He could have opted out of Cleveland and said, I'm not going to play. Let's go somewhere else. You weren't allowed to do it. We go to free agency in baseball and the great Marvin Miller, who had to wait his whole life to be a Hall of Famer. Kurt Flood, if you remember that, and Google it. Guys, if you don't, and gals, go to the history books of sports where players were locked in with their word and their pen with their contract. Contracts are now worth nothing. A contract is worth nothing other than the guaranteed money that's coming to you. You can wake up in the morning and and change your mind every day. You don't like your point guard? Your point guard doesn't want to play? He's a head case. You can request a trade when you're not allowed to move. You're not allowed to freely just say, I don't like it this morning. I want to go. But the NBA and the players have finally got that power. And the greatest players currently in the NBA, some who will go down as the greatest of all time, are all bolting because their feelings are hurt. Their bleeping feelings are hurt. They don't like where they're at. They don't like the teammate. They don't like something that's happening. And they call their agent and they say, get me the hell out of here. That's sports in 2022. And I'm a big legacy guy. I'm a huge loyalty guy. That's who I am, period. And the fact that this is blowing up in front of us, and I haven't even got to the Pac-12 yet. Loyalty? Loyalty to the Pac-12? Forget about it. The all-time money grab in college football is happening, but there might be a bigger money grab a year from now. Two years from now, I don't know, because it changes every day. Welcome into the jungle, 800-636-8686. We should be hearing from everybody today. I throw out the number, get in, because you got to have opinions on this. You must have opinions on one of the biggest topics that we've seen in NBA history, because unless you're in a big market or unless you have a super elite player, you're going absolutely nowhere. You have no chance, and even if you're a team like Brooklyn and you just thought you had a potential dynasty in the making, you can't even win a game. You can't even win a game in a playoff round and everybody quit. Now, the the big thing happening today is a lot of people want to give credit to the players who are making all this money. I do. I think you can make about as much money as you want to make. I want to start first with Kevin Durant. Let's start with Kevin Durant and what happened yesterday when Shams dropped the fact that he is requesting a trade. The issue becomes why. We don't know because Durant is a head case. He's a head case on Twitter. He's a head case in his personal life, and he shouldn't be. He should be a great guy. Everything should be easy. He's generationally one of the richest players of all time, and he's never happy. He decided to leave the Golden State Warriors, and everything, the house of cards, have now crashed. Now, the good news for him is he's got a ton of money. So he can sit in his penthouse in New York City. He can move to his next market, maybe Phoenix or Miami, and he'll be fine. Never has to look at his checking account like you do. Never have to look at gas prices like you do. Never have to look at his mortgage like you do. Everything's set for the rest of his life. And congratulations to Durant. He deserves that. He's one of the most brilliant athletes we've ever seen, a seven-footer who can shoot threes. But the issue comes down to Kevin Durant officially now 
is the most disloyal player in the NBA. You talk about Kyrie, Kendrick Perkins is on ESPN calling him courageous. Kevin Durant is courageous. You gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. Courageous for what? Quitting on the fans in Brooklyn. Yesterday in the jungle, I went after the Brooklyn fans. I called them ghosts. They don't exist. You've never met a Brooklyn fan. You've never seen one. You don't know who they are. They're like a ghost, like an alien. You, you heard about a ghost, but you've never seen one. That's a Brooklyn fan. These Brooklyn fans, how would you like to have bought lower bowl tickets, season tickets? How would you like to have bought a suite? Saying, wait, we got Harden, Kyrie, and Durant. This is going to be great for my business, my clients. It's going to be great for my kids. I'm going to go all in. We found out that Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden have no respect for the fans of Brooklyn at all. And they don't have to anymore because this is now a free-for-all in sports. The fans don't matter in these markets anymore. And if you buy in and you buy a jersey, think of all the kids that have Kevin Durant jerseys the last couple of years. You got the Seattle to Oklahoma City. You couldn't control that. Then you get the Warrior jersey. Then you get the Brooklyn jersey. And now you're going to get, what, the Miami or a Phoenix jersey? That's what you're going to do to support Kevin Durant and put more money in his pocket? Look, Durant's got an out. And the out is for Durant that Kyrie Irving is a lunatic. Kyrie Irving, because of the vaccine protocol, the issues, not playing, going AWOL, Kyrie was emboldened by Adam Silver in the NBA. They would do nothing to him. Kyrie could do whatever he wanted. He didn't have to show up. He could go to a nightclub, have a birthday party for his sister and dad, and not get fined. So once Kyrie started to walk away from the franchise and the franchise didn't do anything, then Kyrie was emboldened to do whatever the hell he wanted. Durant watched this. Now, I was really giving Harden a lot of credit yesterday. He opted out of a $47 million deal to help out Philadelphia to sign a deal to be there long term. So I gave him a lot of credit. And I've been hard on Harden because he got fat in Houston and then he quit on Brooklyn. But now do we understand why he quit on Brooklyn? He quit on Brooklyn because Durant was hurt, so the season was over, and Kyrie was AWOL. So he got out of Dodge before everybody else. He looks like a genius today, and it shows you how quickly sports can change. One day you could be a bad guy, and the next day you can get it right. So Durant, I want to know what you think about Durant today. Because in theory, Durant doesn't care, number one. Number two, he's got generational wealth, and he's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. Can you believe that people today, everybody on these morning debate shows, if they're not screaming over each other, I know I'm a little bit loud, I'm worked up today, I'm in the jungle. But today everybody's debating, where's the perfect landing spot for Kevin Durant? Landing spot. If he goes to Phoenix, he's got to deal with the Warriors. He's got to play them all the time. And the Warriors are laughing at Durant this morning. Wait till Draymond Green gets to his podcast and shreds Durant for now coming to the West if he thinks the West is a good fit. And if he goes to Pat Riley in the East, he's ring chasing with Jimmy Butler again, and he's doing it there. I think Miami's actually the better fit because of Pat Riley and Eric Spolster and Jimmy Butler. Because all of those individuals I mentioned, they're all wired to win. They walk around, their goal is to win every day. Spolstra is fantastic, and he wants to win every day. So does Monty Williams, but not at the level of Spolstra. So I want to know where you think Kevin Durant's going to go. And where's the good fit for him? But remember, there is no good fit for Durant. Because when Durant doesn't like anything, from the wind blowing to attitudes from other teammates, he goes on his burner account he gets all upset, and he wants to leave. All KD now is doing is craving for attention. He could have let this thing blow over. This NBA free agency was not about Kevin Durant. He's got four years left on his deal. Two weeks ago, we're looking at Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, who I'll get to, all these players. Well, what, what, there was no Durant news. Durant should have shut up and sat in the corner and waited for free agency to end, and what did he do? The ego of Kevin Durant jumped in front of everybody else's generational wealth, all the guys who deserve Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, to have this market all to themselves. Free agency, and Kevin Durant blew it up all by himself because his feelings got hurt. So now we'll go to another team. That fan base will get excited for him. But uh, Kevin Durant is now who we thought he was. He's immature. He's a rich, rich multimillionaire. He's a great player, but he's not loyal. And the fans of Brooklyn should never let him forget that. I'll tell you, you Brooklyn fans, I know I've been hard on you, but I wouldn't buy a ticket. 
I repeat, I'm not a boycott radio host. When I got into the business coming through this portal, the Jim Rome Show, there were people who were sports radio hosts in Kansas City and other markets going, hey, in the fourth inning, take your shirt off, turn it inside out, and walk off in the fourth inning to boycott the team. I've never been this guy. But if I lived in Brooklyn or New York, I would never buy a ticket. I would let that Barclays Center sit empty. On opening night, it would look like an Oakland A's game every night in Oakland in front of 400 fans. The ultimate payback for the Brooklyn fans is don't buy a ticket. And I don't think I've ever said that on any of my platforms in 26 years. It's the first time I'm that passionate coming through your radio and TV saying, if you're a Brooklyn fan, the only way you can win this is say, I'm not going. Because if you go for this rebuild and watch what this garbage they're going to put out on the court, you deserve it. All right, let's go to the guys who deserve some credit here. Bradley Beal, five years, $251 million. I, got a, I think I got a great topic for you built up with the XR4TI. Is Bradley Beal now has made it clear he doesn't want to win. Okay, he doesn't want to win. But he's getting $251 million. So let's do the math from $251 million to, say, 160 to 170 It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Well, by taking that 251 which I wouldn't turn down, but I'm not an NBA player. Bradley Beal has planted the flag now in his legacy that he does not want to win. He wants the money. He wants to be generationally great, all-star, all-NBA. God bless you, Bradley. You're finished. You're toast. You're done. That franchise can't win. They won't win. You took the bag because it's different. I mean, if you can give your kids and your grandkids an extra $70 million, Raise your hand and beep your horn if you would. I would. I would do that. He did that. But I'm not an NBA player without a ring. So Bradley Beal has cashed out, sold out to the district. He's never going to win. He's telling everybody he's not going to win. He wants the money. And again, it's another product I wouldn't support. If I was there, I'd be like, I don't want to see Bradley Beal play. I, I watched the highlights on YouTube for five minutes. I'm not going to give that organization you know, $130 for a ticket on a Thursday night to see this team because they have no chance to win. The calf slicer, the Peruvian necktie. There are tons of ways to come out on top in the octagon. And for UFC 276, there's one more with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win and get $100 in free bets, win or lose. Whether it's Adesanya with a knockout kick or a powerful punch from Cannoneer, you win no matter what. And with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can turn another small bet into a big payday. Combine multiple bets like which fighter will win, number of knockouts, and more. For UFC 276, you can place a Same Game Parlay, and if it hits, you will win double. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code ROME, bet 5 bucks on any UFC 276 fighter to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code ROME this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. Let me throw this out to the clones as we open up the show. You know, Barkley played on good teams. Patrick Ewing played on the Knicks most of his career. Carl Malone played on Utah most of his career. If those guys could go back in the hot tub time machine, would they do it differently? Would they take less? Or would they do the Supermax? I don't know. I, Barkley bounced around a little bit. He, he doesn't remind everybody that, but he did. But now the Supermax is so big. So let's go through a couple other players. Uh, John Morant, bravo. Alvy, if you have it, a round of applause. Bravo for John Morant. This is the guy I just want to say, this is beautiful. Perfect player, trying to help a franchise win at a very high level. That's pretty good. I mean, the team that matches up the best with the Warriors is the Grizzlies. And they locked him up for five years, $231 million. So congratulations to John. Now, Zion. If I could get up on this seat and walk around, I would, on my home studio. Zion... 85 games played, 24 games in 2019 to 2020, 61 games in the 2020-2021 season. Zion is now guaranteed $231 million over four years. Let me slow that down again. Zion, who cannot play basketball through injuries and basically sits out because his upper body 
is so strong and overdeveloped, his lower body can't handle the pressure of playing basketball. He is getting $231 million. Why? Why? Because New Orleans has nothing else. And New Orleans knows if they don't sign him, someone else is going to give him a max deal. Let me put that in perspective. 231 for Zion. Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, $150 million for six years. Zion, 231 over five. An NFL quarterback who I believe is about to win the Super Bowl and about to maybe win more Super Bowls for Buffalo is making less than Zion, a guy who's in street clothes and can't play basketball. You wonder why NFL players get all worked up on this topic? That's the example. It's called the Zion rule. You don't have to play, and you continue to get money. I just got a text from Jeff Sherman over at the great sports book, the greatest sports book in the world, the Westgate, the Superbook. He gave me the new odds. Uh, Lakers went from 20 to 1 to 14 to 1. What a money grab that is. Everybody's sitting at the Westgate and all these sports books, the Circa. Like, give me your Laker money. Give me your Laker money. You will not get any return on your Laker money. Take your money, 20 bucks, 100 bucks, give it to the sports books, and they will take your money and you will not get it back. Uh, the Clippers went from 12 to 1 to 13 to 2. Uh, Miami is plus 850 from 12 to 1. Brooklyn went from 8 to 1 to win the upcoming NBA title to 50 to 1. That's how this moves there. I bet you, I bet you there's not a $10 bet at a casino for Brooklyn anytime soon. So that's where we're at with this. A couple of the other names, Carl Anthony Towns. $224 million on a four-year max for Carl Anthony Towns. Devin Booker of the Suns, four years, $224 million. $224 million for four years for Devin Booker, a team that collapsed in the playoffs. Jalen Brunson of the Knicks, four years, 110. Mitchell Robinson of the Knicks, I like this deal, four years, 60. P.J. Tucker of the Sixers, three for 33 million. Anthony Simmons of the Blazers, four years, 100 million. I like that. Bobby Portis, Bucks, four years, 49 million. And uh, oh, Lonnie Walker Jr., it's going to sell a lot of tickets, one year, 6.5 million. Because of Russell Westbrook's 47 million. Lonnie Walker can only make 6.5, and LeBron can't go Bill Parcells shopping for the groceries. Remember when Parcells said, you know, if you wanna, want me to win, you got to let me shop for the groceries. LeBron wants to go shopping for the groceries, and he can't do it because Russell Westbrook's driving up and down the 405 and can't get it done. Incredible. Oh, and one more. Nikola Jokic of the Nuggets. Five years, $264 million. Alvy, another round of applause. We got to do it. He deserves it. It's the highest contract ever of all time. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, the greatest players of all time. Jokic, five years, 264. When people ask you in the sports bar who's the highest paid basketball player of all time, he resides in Denver. Not in Los Angeles, not in New York, not in Miami. Denver there. I mean, this list is incredible. Uh, went to bed last night. I got my son in town with me. We, we, we went on a boat. We were hanging out in Newport Beach, Balboa Island, talking to sports fans, the guys we were with. Uh, I'll get to U USC and UCLA. But the money in the NBA, it's over. That's it. And more and more people that I get a chance to talk to and come up to and introduce myself or have a conversation, we get to sports. I go, what do you think about the NBA? I always do this. And half of them say I don't watch the NBA anymore. I go, whoa, what do you mean? I love the NBA. I'm a Nick fan. I'm a tortured Nick fan. They go, I don't like the money. I don't like the style. I don't like the politics. I don't like blah, blah, all these things. The, the, the NBA and some of these contracts have alienated fans more than any sport I've ever seen. I love the NBA. I'll watch it all the time. But it's completely out of control. You can say that we're in 2020 Two, when you look at where we're at today, not much different than 2001 or 1994. You know, we're driving cars. We're, we're standing in line at airports. We're doing everything, going to the 4th of July to a beach party. Life hasn't changed that much. These contracts are absolutely out of control. Listen, now more than ever, I understand how investing can get really confusing, especially when people keep using terms like meme stocks, altcoin, and shilling. 
With all that jargon flying around, it can be hard to figure out how to start investing. Getting your money right is easier than with SoFi, the first investing platform to offer stocks, ETFs, automated investing, and cryptocurrency too, all in one single app. So whether you're eager to get started with investing or you already know the ropes and you want to diversify your portfolio, SoFi has your back. And no commissions on trading stocks and ETFs, plus no account fees or hidden fees. Complimentary financial planners are ready to help with any questions, whether you're stuck on where to start or you need help deciding what to do next. And explore the world of cryptocurrency alongside the rest of your investments. 30 available coins including Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, and more. And SoFi protects against fraud and theft to keep your crypto secure. Cut through the jargon. Make investing easier with SoFi. Go to SoFi.com slash Rome and learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open up an account. That's SOFI.com slash Rome. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA slash SIPC. All investments involve risk, including the loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results or future performance. NBA free agency as we continue. John Wall gets his gig. We'll talk about that coming up. Really cool guest we have on today. Olden Polonese, 15-year big man in the NBA. One of my favorite guests that I have on my shows. He's one of the most opinionated former NBA players. He's fabulous. He's going to join us in about 10 minutes. Also, Hall of Famer Rod Woodson who was at Tony Saragusa's funeral. Rod Woodson, I think, is a top 25 player, if not more, in the history of the NFL. And then at 11 o'clock Pacific time, Mad Max. I told the Raider Nation I would come into Southern California and the global Raider Nation would hear their voice. Let's hear from the Raider Nation, Mad Max, the pro bowler. He'll join us coming up here in a bit. Can't wait to talk to him. He's got a UFC gig coming up. As a broadcaster, he's going to tell us about that, so that's in a little bit. So last night, I was out here in Southern California, and I was hanging out with a couple of USC guys from back in the day who I knew. And what it's amazing what changed in a matter of 8 to 12 hours when we wrapped up the show yesterday. Everybody in the Pac-12 was looking around at USC and UCLA bolting for the Big Ten going, oh my God, we're done. And they are right. The Pac-12 is finished. Put a fork in them, Done. Finished forever because the Pac-12 has lagged behind other conferences for years. Pac-12 distributes $344 million per year in revenue to divide to each school in the conference. And the Big Ten distributes $680 million per year divided into each team. And that number is going up. So every team's going to get $100 million in the Big Ten. Now, what this comes down to, everybody, is simply this. Fox versus ESPN. Okay, so follow me here. ESPN has the SEC. Fox has the Big Ten. Larry Scott, the former commissioner of the Pac-12, destroyed everything. They wanted to do the Pac-12 network on television. I live in Vegas. For those who live in Southern California, anywhere else, you can't get it. No one knew where to find it. No one knew the channel. The mighty Pac-12. Larry Scott, who was known for getting upgrades in Vegas from suites to penthouses, ran that conference into the ground. So he's the reason, one of the main reasons this all happened. And the fact that Fox now and ESPN, it's a war between eyeballs and television revenue, and it's going to go on for a while. So there's a lot of money changing hands, and it's another arms race between two powerful sports networks. That's all this is. So what happened yesterday was really fascinating in Southern California. Most USC fans and UCLA fans said, oh, my God, what's happening to our tradition? Well, nothing's happening to the tradition of USC and UCLA. They're going together. They're going to play each other. They're going to play each other in the Coliseum and the Rose Bowl. That's set. But what blew up was USC and UCLA going up to Cal and Stanford, right? Cal and Stanford, that's a great road trip. You can go to Napa, wine country, San Francisco. You can go wherever you want and have a great weekend. Wives love it. Pac-12 wives. Man, Pac-12 wives love the Bay Area trips. Say goodbye to that. And now Oregon, who's mighty powerful, but Phil Knight has to make up their mind on what they're going to do. And they'd like, they're probably going to opt into the Big Ten. Why wouldn't they? And then the rest of the schools like Washington State and the smaller Pac-12 schools, they might have to just hook up with the Big 12, which would be fine. Or the Mountain West. There's a couple of good schools in the Mountain West. They'll figure it out. Everybody's running for cover right now. But so USC fans have to make this look good. 
because USC fans believe, rightfully so, I didn't go to USC, I didn't have the grades to get in. USC fans think that they are elite when it comes to sports. I'm not going to battle them on that. So the spin cycle went through last night after a couple of martinis and a couple of mahi-mahis that this is going to be great for us. We're going to be more powerful. We're going to have better games. We're going to have more competition. But wait till USC fans realize that they're going to have to travel to New Jersey, Nebraska, Illinois, the state of Ohio. And I talked to one former player off the record this morning prepping for the show who told me, JT, I played a game. I played in the Notre Dame series in cold weather, and it was like nothing I've ever felt in my body. I didn't know even know how I could walk on the field, let alone play football in that weather. So all these kids that Lincoln Riley is taking out of these Southern California high schools to go play now in the Big Ten are going to be playing not in the rain, not in the drizzle of Seattle. They're going to be playing in 11 degrees with minus two wind chill in a game that they have to win. Remember, this is a must-win game. In college football, if you lose one game, you're out of the playoffs. You don't think Lincoln Riley's sitting with this beautiful view today, looking out wherever they parked him in a new home for free, and saying, wow, what happens if I got to go to Ohio State or Michigan or play a game at Penn State if I'm losing with 10 minutes to go, we're out of the playoffs, and it's a snowstorm? In Wisconsin, where Wisconsin's running it down their throat running it down their throat, and all of a sudden he can't get off the field, and then they got to put it in the air in Wisconsin and go 90 yards to get into the college football playoff. Good luck, USC. That's what you're doing, and you're a part of the money grab. As I said last night, I know the difference between a real money grab or not. I thought that Jimmy Iovine or Jay-Z, excuse me, Dr. Dre, someone would step up and go, hey, man, I got another $100 million. You don't have to do this. Stay here. We'll win. We'll win the Pac-12. They'll invite us into the Final Four. We don't have to do this. So I would say today, Ohio State would smoke USC in November. Smoke them. At Ohio State in L.A., wherever the schedule is, it could be an interesting game. Careful what you wish for. But the money grab is here. It's in full force. And I'm fascinated with Lincoln Riley because another thing – as I'm lucky to be here. I lived in L.A. for 10 years, and unlike other members of the media, I wasn't a front-runner for USC. I didn't grow up with USC. I have friends who went to USC, but I didn't put on a shirt and a hat because I'm in the media and act like I'm a USC fan in the press box. Now USC fans are saying, this is great for us. Well, it's great for USC fans whose life was based in this culture and UCLA fans. The rest of the conference... USC and UCLA just said wave goodbye to Washington State and Pullman. Never have to go there again. Wave goodbye to some of these outposts in the Pac-12. But they're going to have to get on airplanes and play very far away in really difficult weather. And they're going to have to win games. Uh, John in New York. This is going to be historic for me. My first ever Brooklyn fan. Brooklyn Nets fan. John, how are you? Welcome to the jungle. John, are you there? I'm so thrilled he's not there. I'm the only radio host who I'm actually happy by that. I'm actually happy by that because I've never taken a Brooklyn fan. I told you, Garrett, they were ghosts. That's an exact example of a ghost as we have others on hold. You said put up the Brooklyn fan, right? Garrett, you get on the mic. You said put them on. I said, no, they don't exist. They're a ghost. And I went to a Brooklyn fan and they're not there. So I'm actually happy about that. I don't count my calls. Love it every single time. I love that sound. Always pumps me up. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is the best. It gives entrepreneurs the resources that were once reserved for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Listen, scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I know this. I've done this myself with this show and my podcast and my side hustles. Shopify helps with all of that. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. 
Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash Rome, all lowercase, and get a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Once again, go to shopify.com slash R-O-M-E right now. Shopify.com slash Most well thought out commentators you could have. Olden Polonese, 15 years, a big man in the NBA. And Olden, I almost don't know where to start with you with all of these contracts and everything that's went down in the last 24 hours. But Durant is the big topic. Are you shocked that he has four years left and he wants out of Brooklyn? Or did you see this coming? I saw it coming. And because of what happened with Kyrie. And it had nothing to do with the season. It just had to do with what happened with Kyrie. And so once Kyrie opted in, because there was talk of him getting traded, and he needed to opt in for them to make any deals work, it eventually was going to come to that. And, you know, it is what it is. This is the world we're in right now. You know, I think we saw it, you know, in, a, in the last couple of years, guys have just really taken control of their careers and are making demands when they're not happy in the situation. James Harden's done it. Um, LeBron has left. And so it's like they have a lot more power and more control. And I don't blame them. If you're able to do it, do it. But, Olden, if you have four years left on a deal, where is the commitment? I mean, doesn't Brooklyn have an opportunity by saying we're not going to extend Kyrie? But, Kevin, we extended you. You're here for four years, and we got you another player that we think could help in Simmons. We'll get you another piece. Give us 24, 48 hours, or even maybe next year. We'll work through it because we have you as our franchise player. And Brooklyn can't even do that. The player has more power than the owner in the organization. Well, see, JT, you're using common sense right now. I didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem. See, a lot of us are trying to use common sense because we're from the old school. But it's not about common sense anymore. It's not about honoring your contract. It's not about honoring your word. It's about, I don't want to be here. You know, it's almost like we're rewarding spoilness. And, you know, like I said, it's his decision. And I can't say anything up to that man about what he wants to do. But if I'm general manager, I'm like, hey, I got you for four years. You can rant, rave, do whatever you want. I'm not making a move. If you don't want to play, fine. Then I'll make concessions that way and try and get somebody in here that will. But you're going to tarnish your image. But we have you for four years, and it's unfortunate. Now everybody's just giving in to the whims of superstars. Olden Polonese is our guest. So, Olden, there's two players I'm confused about because I think they want to win, but they can't. Damian Lillard in Portland, he wasn't involved in these contracts. He was recently. But Bradley Beal, five years, $251 million. And you're well thought out. You know the players and you know this league. So Bradley Beal, by taking 251, gets the bag. He'll never have to worry about money again, but he has zero chance. I mean zero chance of winning. No chance at all. Same with Damian Lillard. And if they're good with the money playing in those markets and they want to be there being the number one guy, I guess that's okay. But they can't be in a conversation about wanting to win a championship. They can't. No, they cannot. And the Wizards are not going anywhere. And I've said this many times. There's really about six teams that have a legitimate chance of making the championship, okay, or winning or playing for a championship. That's it, six. And we know who they are. Usually it's it's mostly the usual suspects, but that's pretty much it. You're not going to have 10. You're not going to have 12. So we need to stop with the lies, okay? Sacramento's not winning a championship. The Washington Wizards are not winning championships. Orlando's not. We know that. And so it's unfortunate for these guys. So they, ha- you know, they have to know this, and they do. But at the same time, Bradley Bill, Damian Lillard, they were like, "Hey, uh, if if it's about you know getting the money and winning a championship, I'm going to take the money, which is fine because you're in this to make money. We're not in this, you know. Players can lie all they want, but right now, especially in this day and age, I think years past." 
guys, you know, because the money wasn't so big. It was really about winning and trying to win a championship. Not anymore. We've made the money so huge that it, it overtakes everything else. And, again, it's unfortunate, you know, but they're probably going to get a chance like five years from now when they're pretty much under decline, then they'll end up on a team <laughs> kind of like how Carl Malone ended up with the Lakers, but unfortunately he didn't get a championship. So it's going to be similar situations like that. But if they wanted to win, you know, take less money, have your team go get some better players, <laughs> and then see what you can do that way. Olden Polonese joins us, the eighth overall pick in the 1987 draft, 15 years in the league. Olden, I'll go back to Durant on this landing spot. I just love this topic. What's the perfect landing spot for him? So he even gets to choose where he's going to go. As you mentioned, he's not going to go to Portland. He could be a good fit in, in other parts of the country, but he's not even going to consider it. So I'm going to give you a choice between Phoenix with Monty Williams and Eric Spolster in Miami. Where do you think that Durant fits in with the culture and can help that team win a championship? Well, between the two teams, I would say uh, Miami more so than Phoenix because they would have to give up too many pieces that they really need. And I'm not even going to put Devin Booker in there. But if I got to give up Mikel Bridges, you know, and also DeAndre Ayton won't be there, no, then it makes no sense. And you might as well, then that's, you have the Brooklyn Nets in Arizona. And so to me, I'm not doing that. And mm. so I like the Miami situation. They can give up some pieces where they can still maintain because as long as you have Jimmy Butler, you know, I think that those two combinations, because he's just a hard-nosed kind of guy, you don't want too many divas on, on your team. You need to have, you know, I remember seeing this um, in the movie Draft Day, you know, it's like 52 James, I mean, 52 Tarzans, I need a James. Well, you know, a lot of these teams, they have a lot of James and not enough Tarzans. And so to me, that's the problem. You know, there's too many guys that fake superstars, you know. You have to earn that title, man, of being a superstar. Just because we talk about you and you have social media, doesn't mean you're a superstar. You have to do it on the court. And that's where a lot of guys get confused. Kevin Durant is a superstar. He's proven it. So wherever he goes, the meter's going to move. But not everybody falls into that category. Olden Polonese is our guest. I just can't imagine where Durant would be if he didn't go to the Warriors. He got two chips. He got two MVPs in the finals. So his legacy is set as all this chaos is happening around him. Olden, I'm going to give James Harden some credit, and you and I have gone back and forth on him on my other shows for a long period of time. I, I'm giving him credit. He saw what was happening in the dysfunction in Brooklyn. He got out to went to, to Philadelphia. He goes to Philadelphia. He opts out to opt into a longer-term deal to help Daryl Morey and the franchise get another piece, and they did that. All of a sudden, I'm liking Philadelphia a lot because he won over the fans. Philadelphia, you played against them. You know that market. If they've sensed that you're weak and they sense you're using them or you're done and you're getting old, they will run you out of town. Now Harden at 32 is now winning over the Philly fans, helping Embiid as a number two, and giving them some room financially to become a better team. Let's talk Harden. Oh, definitely. Uh, that was a great PR move by James Harden. Yes. And, you know, and now – Philadelphia ends up being a destination for Kevin Durant because, you know, they have enough pieces where they can make that happen. And so to me, that was smart by him. And again, you got to remember James Harden and Daryl Morey will forever be tied together. Yes. So wherever James Harden is, you'll see Daryl Morey. Wherever Daryl Morey is, you'll probably see James Harden. And so to me, it's a great move on his part, you know, but to get a guy like Kevin Durant, you will have to part with a couple of really good pieces, you know, namely Tyrese Maxey. And so, but I, I think I would make that move for Durant to try and get to the championship round, you know, in, right now. And so to me, again, great decision by Harden. And one other thing, you, you said it, uh, now that he's a number two, he finally has to admit that he is a number two. And I think that's going to help him play better. You know, you can't come in there thinking you're a number one because you've been a number one. And so I think if he understands that 
psychologically, hey, you know what? I'm not who I used to be anymore. I'm still really good, but now I got to take a backseat to Embiid. I think that will open things up a lot more for him. Olden Polonies. Olden, last one. I was talking to my son. He was a huge Kobe fan. Love Kobe. I mean, the most important athlete in his life. And when Kobe was with Shaq and they weren't getting along, and Shaq has talked about this publicly, especially after Kobe passed away, it really hit him hard. But I, I couldn't go back to think about what Shaq and Kobe would be thinking about this. Because there was a little bit of a rocky road, and they stuck together, and they won multiple championships. And these guys in Brooklyn broke down mentally and bolted. Kyrie couldn't handle it. The whole thing that happened with him and what was the vaccine and the story in New York. And once that happened, and Harden saw it, and now KD's bolting. I think of the guys who were going through a difficult time in your era that stuck it out. And they didn't they didn't blow off the fans. They didn't blow off their owners and GMs and make them look bad. They they stayed together. They worked it out for the benefit of the championship and the fan base. I don't see that anymore. Other than the Warriors. Uh, I, other than the Warriors, I don't see it much in this league. Oh, no. It, it used to be really prevalent in the NBA. You're right. All 24 teams, 26, even the first 8, 10 teams back in the day. Now... It's so weird watching these guys just up and leave. There's no loyalty, you know, and I, I, again, the loyalty works both ways. I get that. But if a team commits to you, then you have to reciprocate. And so I don't think there's any of that anymore. And it's sad to see that. You're absolutely right. There used to be a time where guys stayed with an organization. We saw Reggie Miller. We saw Kobe. We saw Stockton. We saw all these guys really work on staying with one team. And then all of a sudden, it just became, you know, we're playing hopscotch. Yeah. It's like, let's go over here, let's yeah. go over there, let's jump ship here. Things are going, aren't going good. Instead of working harder, it, and it, it brings back a great point. Like with the Warriors, you know, they built that championship team, you know, through yeah. the draft and through some trades, but that championship team was built specifically with the main guys being drafted and working their butts off. Yes, and working. You know, guys are always talking about, well, let's go, you know, we need a super. Why don't you just become one? Why don't you work hard on your craft and become a great player? The calf slicer, the Peruvian necktie. There are tons of ways to come out on top in the octagon. And for UFC 276, there's one more with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win and get $100 in free bets, win or lose. Whether it's Adesanya with a knockout kick or a powerful punch from Cannoneer, you win no matter what. And with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can turn another small bet into a big payday. Combine multiple bets like which fighter will win, number of knockouts, and more. For UFC 276, you can place a Same Game Parlay, and if it hits, you will win double. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code ROAM, bet 5 bucks on any UFC 276 fighter to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code ROAM this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. As I'm looking for the Raider Nation to unite, the Raiders still own Southern California. No debate. There are more Raider fans in Southern California than Rams and Charger fans combined. There are millions of Ram fans, few thousand Charger fans, period. And the Raider Nation has owned this market. They played two games here this year. At the Chargers, at the Rams, those are extra home games for the Raiders. So to get the Raider fans going here in Southern California, 800-636-8686. And the AFC West is loaded. We'll talk to Rod about that, Mad Max, coming up there. If you can get out of the AFC West, which Kansas City is completely owned, absolutely owned, since Patrick Mahomes has come in, we'll see. I, I think the Raiders are better than their 10 wins. I know the Chargers are better than their loss to the Raiders in Las Vegas that knocked them out of the postseason. And Denver's got Russell Wilson. And with Russell Wilson, I think he's a Hall of Famer already. Two Super Bowl appearances, big numbers, and he's coming to Denver to get a new start there. So Denver's got to be pretty optimistic about their future ahead. 
We're covering two major topics while I'm here in Southern California in for Jim. Breaking news topics that you usually don't get during the dead zone of sports radio, a concept I came up with over a decade ago. When it comes to this time of year, a lot of people go on vacations. I'm double dipping, thrilled to be here. But usually there's no breaking news. There's American Century Golf, and then there's the ESPYs. That's it. So what happens now, we got blockbuster news on NBA free agency. And then what's happening with the Pac-12, as it's it's eviscerated now as USC and UCLA, we'll go to the Big Ten. Those are big phone topics, huge on Twitter, at JT the Brick, at Jim Rome. And you got to have an opinion on this. You cannot sit in a sports bar over 4th of July and not be fully vested in NBA free agency and the fall of the Pac-12. You can't be that guy, clones, sitting in the bar going, I need three days to figure this out. I need Jim to walk me through these topics. You got to be better than that. You got to understand the concept of what's happening here, and I know you do. So really quickly before the NBA, what's happening with the Big Ten, it's Fox. Fox is totally invested in college football. Totally invested in college football because they have the Big Ten package. They own the Big Ten. The money in Chicago and in that region where they're based is enormous. And the boosters are big. The TV dollars are big. And the SEC is king at ESPN. So this is a battle between Fox and ESPN for you. Who do you love? I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, my DNA is in the NFL, not college football. I grew up in Long Island, New York. We didn't have any college football. I was an NBA fan, NFL fan, diehard Yankee fan. But I moved out west, and when I went to Pac-12 games, USC games basically, or went to the Rose Bowl, it blew me away to see the majesty of the Coliseum and the Rose Bowl, to see the beauty of it, and to see those games and rivalries, I really enjoyed it. And I lived in the Bay Area a couple of years. I went to the big game, Cal versus Stanford. I saw Oregon play games in Southern California, and it was fantastic, from the tailgates to everything. Plus, all the money in television and movies is where? It's in Southern California, in Hollywood, right here. And now everybody's doing a money grab to the Midwest for sports? We're actually leaving Southern California, folding up shop, USC and UCLA saying we can't compete in the number two media market. And here's what's even crazier. There's no number one media market. I mentioned New York. New York doesn't have college football. All due respect to Syracuse and Rutgers, there's no college football back east. So the number two media market is Los Angeles, and those teams are packing up and gravitating to the Big Ten? Wow. Nobody saw it coming. Also, how about these so-called college football insiders who got their ass kicked yesterday by a writer for the San Jose Mercury News and broke this story? How would you like to go to your boss at a major network and he says, hey, come on in for a second. How come you didn't have this USC-UCLA story? Well, I was on vacation is your only excuse. I'm fascinated in sports when no one sees something coming. And we had two events today in jungle history that happened as I was here that no one saw coming. Kevin Durant requesting a trade. Brian Windhorst, Shams, Woj. They didn't have this. They would have had it three days ago. They would have had it two days ago. They didn't have it. And then college football, all the great college football insiders didn't see it either. So that's great for sports. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. This is why sports is the best reality TV and will always remain that way. Because reality television is about not knowing what's happening. And I'm not talking about The Bachelorette or The Bachelor, which is scripted reality television, or The Kardashians. I'm talking about sports, where you wake up in the morning and you look at your phone and you say, I cannot believe what happened overnight. This happened, that happened. And we saw that yesterday. So the NBA contracts, as we take a look at them now, the really big topic that you got to dive into is, are these players worth it? So let me go through a, a bunch of players, Alvy, if you got a bell or whatever, and I'll tell you yes or no if they're worth it. Jokic with the Nuggets, five years, 264, absolutely worth it. This is a home run because he stays in Denver and he gets a chance to help that team win. Bradley Beal with the Wizards, one of the biggest waste of dollars, but I think it's worth it for Beal because he's getting the bag, but it doesn't help the team win. So I got I to go down on that. It's good for him, but it's not good for the fans and the team, and that's what I care about most. John Morant, my favorite deal by far. Love this deal, and he has to be all NBA, and this deal could go even up further. That's why John Morant wants to be all NBA. He gets more of the bag if he does. Five years, 231. 
Zion Williamson, five years, 231. I am here in the jungle today to save the worst contract currently in all of sports. You cannot debate that topic. You would lose. If I was screaming with Skip or Stephen A., you would lose. Zion doesn't deserve this. But then again, some movie stars don't deserve getting $15 million a movie that crashes in the box office. How could Zion look in the mirror and say, 231 for me? I don't even want to be here in New Orleans, and you're giving it to me? He must have thought it was a joke. I bet you the, the organization had to go to his home and knock on the door and tell him this because he wouldn't have picked up the phone. He would have thought it was a crank call. So Zion's contract has got to be all-time one of the worst ever on paper. Now, he can change that. He can come in and play 90, 90% of the games, win a championship, and then we come back and revisit that. Carl Anthony Towns, four years, $224 million. Good for him. Is it good for the team? Yes. Let's give that a thumbs up because he stays and he's not running away from that franchise, but he won't win. He won't win. So Minnesota, he won't win. Devin Booker, I like the deal. Devin Booker with the Suns, four years, 224. That's a max deal for him. He's a great player. Franchise player there. A great number one or two as Chris Paul's getting older. Jalen Brunson. I'm happy I can't throw anything in the studio. Jalen Brunson, $110 million for my Knicks. Walt Frazier calls those games. How do you think Walt Frazier is going to do sitting there looking at him playing, knowing what he made back in the 70s is one of the greatest of all time, but he could get it. Uh, Mitchell Robinson of the Knicks loved the deal. Knicks got a good player, four years, $60 million. I love P.J. Tucker, three years, $33 million. I love Anthony Simmons for the Blazers, four years, $100 million. Portis to the Bucks works well. They're trying to win $49 million. And, oh, Lonnie Walker to the Lakers, one year, six point five. I like that. I like that deal for the Lakers. You like that? I do. I do. Uh, Casey, is that Long Island or in L.A.? Long Island. L.A. Casey, go ahead. You're in the jungle. What's happening? Yo, what's crack-a-lackin', man? Look, breaking news that uh, Brooklyn Nets have agreed to a trade to send Kevin Durant to Los Angeles for Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> uh, that would be a trade that could probably – change the whole landscape of the NBA. Man, are you kidding me about the NBA? They are throwing money around like it's serious monopoly money. I mean, this is absolutely crazy. Dude just getting paid out the gluteus maximus, man. Dude, I, I love, too, uh, what the Raiders have done, man, and you are you call it like you see it. L.A., there's a billion more Raider fans than it is L.A. and Charger fans. I don't care how you slice it, dice it slap it, rub it, or flip it down. Uh, everybody knows this is a legit team, and I'm calling my shot right now. Dude, the Raiders are going to win that division. Whoa. That thing is a gauntlet. Oh. Raiders are going to come out there swinging, punching. This is a very good football Raider team. Raider Nation! They got, they got weapons. They got all they need to do. But seriously, man, the Lakers, man, they got to get younger, and they got to get more athletic. Uh, they cannot continue down this road of trying to make a big swing with old stars. Oh, dude, I mean, the Lakers team was so old last year, they got an NBA check and a Social Security check. Thanks, they my friend. Make, I don't think Rob Lowe can get it done. I don't think management can either. Uh, I say sell the team. No, uh, that's sell. what I'm talking about. Thanks that's the, the only way they can get better. I'm O-U-T-J-T. Thank you, my friend. Good to hear from you, Casey. Alvin, can we get the uh, Raider music again? Do the Chargers have a song like this? Do the Chargers have the autumn wind as a pirate? No, they don't. Oh. Did they get rid of this song when they went from San Diego? To, give me that again. It, it just makes me go. The greatness of the Raiders is in its future, and the future is now for the silver and black. Well, I cannot believe it. I am offended that the Chargers didn't send their caravan here to the Jim Rome Studios and pay for my coffee this morning, breakfast, croissants, and give me a Justin Herbert stuffed animal. Now, you think I'm mocking them. I'm not. I got a call one day from someone at a major, major network saying, the Chargers are out front. This is a true story. I never lie on the radio. I said, what's going on? This is the Chargers caravan is here today. They're buying us breakfast and they're giving us toys. They're giving us little Chargers stuff so we would talk about them on radio TV. That's what the Chargers are doing in this town. They got one chance, Justin Herbert. He's a great player. Phenomenal player. They got Khalil Mack, friend of mine. They get some good players, no doubt about it, but they have Boy Blunder. 
their head coach who loves to go for it on fourth and 35, fourth and 18, fourth and four, and he's, he's taking that team down. So I will stand with the Raider Nation today in Southern California as a representative of the Silver and Black and what they need to do. But, hey, Derek Carr has got to take him to the next level. This year it's more on Derek than ever because I think he's borderline great. He's got to get to the elite level, and his stats are proving he's on that road. The stats are unbelievable. Fourth quarter comebacks, uh, yards, touchdowns, all that. He's got Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs, and a really good play caller as the new head coach. So I think it's going to be interesting here. Raiders' schedule is brutal. Again, the NFL screwed the Raiders, giving them one, one game in prime time at home. Last two years, Raiders opened up at home against New Orleans and Drew Brees. Monday night beat them. Opened up last year against Lamar Jackson. Monday night football beat them. And this year, they give the Raiders one prime time game, one, in Las Vegas in that jewel. And they, they give it give them the Patriot game at, at near the end of the year, which is shocking to me. Great segue to Chris in West Oakland, diehard Raider Nation and Warriors checking in in the jungle. Hey, JT. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I talk so much about the Raiders. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a pass. You know how I feel. I, I've always been in Derek Carr's corner. I think he's finally now got a team around him. If he doesn't get it done and doesn't play well, now you can legitimately go out and blame Derek Carr. I felt before it's been a franchise in complete turmoil for most of his seven or eight, year, eight years here. So we'll talk about that more as the summer gets along. But I called mainly about NBA free agency. I don't normally call two days in a row. Oh, and real quick I, about the USC-UCLA. Look, it, I'm, I'm like you, JT. I grew up in the Bay Area. We've got so much to do here, so many pro sports. Yeah, we've got Cal and Sanford, but but college sports here has always been on the back burner. But I'm a traditionalist. There's just a sadness to me that everything's about the almighty dollar, which I understand that. The fact that college football refuses to put in a true playoff system like every other level and every other sport has is forcing these teams to, you know, like you said, go to. you're going to have two conferences. You're going to have the Big 12 and the, and the SEC. And what's going to happen five, ten years from now, you're going to have 30, 40, maybe 50 schools competing for a title. Everybody else will just be an afterthought. Mm-hmm. But I will say this about the, with the new name, image, and likeness. The sleeping giant in all this could be USC. If Lincoln Riley can get this team back to where Pete Carroll had it, I know college football's king in the Midwest and the South. But as far as making money with your name and your image, there's still no better place than Southern California. USC playing in the Midwest and the South while residing in Los Angeles could be a sleeping giant for kids all across the country that want to make their, you know, that want to make money off their name, image, and likeness. But let's get to the NBA. Look, Kevin Durant announced this right after I called yesterday, and Olden Pauline said it best, JT. The era where guys want to hang around. You used to be drafted number one. You were the guy to turn things around. Not I'm always looking to go somewhere else. It starts out in sixth and seventh grade with AAU basketball. These guys have their asses kissed from day one. And the minute things go wrong, it's not, we're going to stay here and tough it out. and You're going to work around me. It's let's go look somewhere else. And Kevin Durant, this guy is a delusional head case. He was magic. Johnson said it best the day he left the Lakers. If you're looking for happiness and you leave the Golden State Warriors, I don't know if you can ever find happiness on the basketball court. And now we're hearing he's upset with the Nets because of the way they didn't give Kyrie an extension after Kyrie Irving has crapped all over this franchise and Kevin Durant the last three years because he's the one to talk Durant into going there. And Kevin Durant wants to prove that he can win a title on his own or didn't want to go to Steph Curry's team. So what's he do now? He literally requests the trade to the number one seed in both conferences. But you know what, JT? Let's look back at history. How often does it ever work out that these free agents go somewhere and they actually win a title? It's the stable organizations, the players that stay the course, the Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I know LeBron did it when he went to Miami, but that's an all-time great also playing with Dwayne Wade. Let Kevin Durant find his nirvana. Because in two years, he'll be looking somewhere else again. But I'm so sick of these NBA players that want to sign these long-term contracts, then a year later force their way out, and then want to pick to where they go. But I'm going to conclude my call with this. All you need to know what jerks and head cases Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are, they did what I never thought was possible. They made James Harden look like a good guy in all this. 
Thank you, my friend. Have a great board. Yeah, I'll talk to you that's later. That's a great phone call. That is because the piece of that phone call that made the most sense to me was when he talked about Durant now requesting a trade to go to both number one seeds. That's what. So that is the definition of ring chasing. He already won rings with the Warriors, and it was a smart move for him and his brand because he's got his rings. You only have to win one championship, everybody. I want to make that point. You don't have to win six. You don't have to win four. You got to win one. Then you'll be introduced the rest of your life at every banquet as a world champion. You don't have to win six or seven. No one's going to catch Bill Russell on 11. Nobody. So you, you win a ring. Durant got two. But isn't it interesting what Chris just said? Durant wants to go to the number one seed of last season. Phoenix or the number one seed Miami Heat. And he was supposed to make Brooklyn what? The number one seed and win a championship. I, I w- I've been waiting to say this the whole time. If you think that Durant has been unhinged on social media, this is the Netflix documentary. Just watch this guy. Because you got Draymond Chirpin getting all these rings with a big podcast and a big platform on TNT. So no one can stop Draymond from roaring, roaring, telling everybody how great Draymond is. And Durant's sitting there going, my friends at the Warriors don't think I can win without him. They're right. I just blew up Brooklyn, and now I need help to win a ring. Oh, Durant is going to be a must-watch on social media if we can just figure out what account he's working on. Good night now!